Good afternoon, and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified, West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. And it is a beautiful Saturday afternoon in the city of San Francisco. Yeah. I'd like to welcome and introduce my co-host on my right. True Mahan, Bowen, American Indian, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian, with an evil grin. Scalp your head off. Yeah. Man. Get ready. Yeah. Yeah. There's some savagery about to happen in this Yeah. Uh, you know what's up. And handling sound, oh, blue eyes. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional, engineer, hard luck show. South scientist. Yeah. Man, bro, I've got the two best partners in the world. I really do, because this is the greatest show on earth. For sure. Um, I also want to also, real quickly... Is a ride coming for Diablo? Yeah, they're here for you. They're here for you. Honey, you better run. The police is coming. <laughs> I also want to uh, say we have our uh, our show producer, showrunner here. So Robert is in. Say hello, Robert. Yo, what's up, everybody? That's right. Robert's sitting in today. And once again, you guys. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Robert's sitting in. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's more appropriate. That's more appropriate. Robert, a.k.a. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Why are we playing that for you, I Robert? love that. So for those of you that don't know, uh, I used to work with uh, with Stan Lee, the Marvel Comics legend, icon. Oh, yes, so, yeah. so, so just so people know. I got love for Stanley. Hey, uh, he signed my stuff at can Heidi Hose. Can I ask you? Yeah. Oh, did he sign your stuff? <laughs> did he sign a, a bunch of autographs? Like everywhere? We signed. I got some old Marvel Comics Spider Man's 12 cents on him, it says. He signed. 68. He signed a bunch of a yeah. bunch of stuff over the time because he he pretty much went to conventions up until the day he was, you know, pretty much gone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He was bad. You know what I mean? Genius. Exactly. You guys are ready for I have on my reoccurring guest whoa, 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 today. Whoa, whoa. Uh, doing on a power bar as a talk. Mm, yeah. I can't stop. It's too good. I can't All right. stop. We have a uh a reoccurring guest that we bring on to the show. Is this your third strike? Mm-hmm. Damn. It is. You're right. Third time. And that's also a hard luck exclusive. First time. Yeah. Show number three. I want to welcome my homeboy, my brother, my carnal. I like that. My ace deuce, Carlos Diablo. Let's welcome him on the show back again. My man. Happy to be here, man. Woo! Yeah. What up, Los? Man. 
Man. That's incredible. Put that thunder back on. It makes me feel like it's thunder. Like I'm walking in the rain. Lightning? Oh. Uh, I got you. Hold on. I second. like that melancholy feeling, man. You do? Yeah, but when I was in jail, I told some paisa, I said, hey, paisa, I like it when it rains. That way we're in jail. That way nobody can have fun out there in the streets and everybody got to stay inside. But then he said, yeah, but then Sancho will take your broad in the house. <laughs> I said, okay, well, fuck that then. <laughs> like that? Uh, yeah. You like that rant? Hey, check this out. Check it out. I Sancho's in there with your woman in the house. Well, I didn't have a woman when I was in jail. I used to tell the homies, yeah, she's waiting for me. I just ain't met her yet. But <laughs> that's how you do it. I just, you know, I mean, I don't depend on hope. I just do my time and I just, hope is gone, man. I just, I just live day to day. But you know what? Sometimes we live happier in jail and, and more peace sometimes, man. You got no How is that even possible? How is that possible? Why? Tell Why is it happier? I don't know. I think uh, your brain has to be recirculated or re, 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 rewired to just, uh, I guess, man, at first you do dwell on the hope and you daydream and imagine getting out. You know, but the odds are against that because you're, you're, you're a criminal, you know, so. But I think after a while, your brain just sort of like just blanks out and leaves all that alone. Right. And just forgets about everything. And just, I mean, if, if, if you want to survive, you know. If you're going to do the time, though, and the yeah, time's not yeah. going to do you, you right. come to a place where you have to cut the streets loose. You got to cut it. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> you got to cut all ties, you know what I yep. mean? Yep. And deal with this, being, what's in front be, of you. Being in prison is the closest thing that a man can experience while he's still alive. Being in prison is the closest thing to death that a man can experience while he still has breath, is what I'm trying to say. Prison so. is the closest you can get to death but still be alive. Yeah, barely. What about they gave me a motherfucker. They gave me a motherfucking breakfast with a... With, with, with a it looked like a damn, you know, a dead bird. When you see a dead baby bird on the floor, the egg was that thin. They barely even give you food to survive in some of these inhumane places. Are you allowed to have but, as much salt and pepper as you want in prison? No. Yeah. They got a limit on that. Good, good. They got a limit on that? Yeah. But you want to well, know something what I, what I, I thought you were going to say, bro, was that uh-huh. being in prison, you know when they talk about you getting into the moment? Like okay. being in the moment? Right. You have right. to get into that place in order yes. to do time. When you're looking at doing and you've got now now there's guys, you know, look, he did a longer stint than me. I'm going to speak from what I know. But when you've got you're looking at four or five Christmases, four or five birthdays, four or five things that you still got to do and you start doing the numbers on that mm. and you still got another 2500 days down mm. or that, you start looking at the time like that, it's going to start doing you. You're going to be fucked up, blue. The next time I'm going to see some ass ah, that's why you've got right. to start doing what's in front of you. You start, okay, we're going to play cards. All right, we're yeah, going to do this. Yeah. We're going to shit talk. Okay, exactly. let me make this coffee. Okay, what time's chow? Okay, and you start doing what's in front of you exactly. for the that's day. That's what keeps right? you alive. That's, that's what, what keeps you alive. That's how you do time. Yeah. You do what's in front of you. You stop thinking about the outside and the future. Yeah, and the because once you do that, you start dying inside. He's uh-huh. exactly. And you know what? It doesn't matter if you did 10 years, two years, three years. You know, I think... The first three days in the substation are the most tor- tormenting. Man, dude, say Why? that again, bro. Because Why? you're because you're, say com- that. because you're coming out from freedom into this unnatural habitat, you know, of captivity. So 
the first three days in the substation, you still have fresh on your mind everything it's that torture. you know, your family, the touch of your woman, um, making a sandwich. Damn it! I don't know, you know everything. No, wait a second. So in this substation, right? Where is this at? Wherever they crack you at. No the substation. I mean the, the local jail. Where they house you until they transfer you to the L.A. County. Right. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Hold on a second. Or so ha- they crack you, or, right? Am- or Amsterdam County, wherever they get you at. Okay, they crack you, right? Right. So when they crack you and they put you in in the, in the stony Subs- lonesome, mm-hmm. right? Yes, like the first five minutes you're in there. Like right. take me through the first m- seconds all the way through, like until eventually and finally you just cr- you're like. Ugh. This fucking sucks. Like, okay. do you try to make it cool or like keep your mind occupied? What do you do at that point? Um, at that point, you're probably just angry. You're not. There's no way to uh, exercise any type of mental, um, any mental, right? Like, you know what I'm saying, Lucky? There's no way to to exercise any type of mental like uh, exercises to help you conform to that situation. It's right. Just, you know, it's just. You're just they, pissed they just off. Got you. All you're thinking you about thinking is what you've been, t- what's been taken away from the you. The crime you just committed, how they got you. <sighs> the one of the worst feelings is, you know, me as a, 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 a as an ex dope dealer. You know, they several times they got me just like if you do a bank robbery and they chase you and they catch you, like you seen that coming. You already you you slowly built up to <sighs> that to that moment. But when you're a dope dealer and they just jump out to you out of walls, out of you know, just come at you, just like ah. It's like the ultimate surprise, oh. and it's something that, and like, and it takes even like even a few seconds to realize that, you know, you, you're pretty much, uh, you know, you know, you're pretty much done for a minute. But let know? me ask you a question: when it's not like, when you get surprise snatched up like that, that's a cold thing. Do you and imagine the brothers have been surprised, murdered, and, de- and <clears throat> dead? The yeah, ultimate but when surprise. you're mur- yeah, but when you're murdered, at least you're not in a cell thinking about you know what I should have taken a different street down. Right. Do you right. ever think that? Like when you're Hell in a cell? Hell yeah, yeah oh, bro. That's, that's gotta hurt. Yeah. Oh, bro. Why did we go down Washington? Why did we go in that car? Why didn't we just do this? Why did hey, you, I can't uh, let it go? It's horrible. I it's torture. Do that. Horrible. I remember. I remember one time they got me, and I was watching O.J. Simpson Mm-mm. get away from you know driving on the Bronco, and I was watching that. And having fun, smoking weed, and watching that on news like go OJ. <laughs> 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 you know, but then you know I got, I, I want to go make a run real quick and meet some people, and something just felt fishy about it. Oh. And I just, I just went over there and I seen these people in this motel, and like just something didn't feel right. You know, it was, it's a spiritual element. And I said, nah. They, they, they were saying, what's up, man? Lowe's. I said, nah, that ain't me. I kept pushing, and they, yeah. they, and they gaffled me up, but I was clean. See, I did a first. I went to go see just was cracking clean mm-hmm. before I before I brought the goods. Yeah, but they got me anyways, and they all it was was a punk ass violation of parole. But uh, but I, I you know my sixth sense kicked in there. But I remember Spidey being Spidey sense. Yeah, but I remember being in my jet my Jedi powers. But I remember looking at my homie. He was walking down the street while I'm in the cop car walking with his girlfriend. Did I say girl, girlfriend or girlfriend? Girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little wet back trying to come up out of here. <laughs> he was walking with a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But, he had anyways, the girl. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was walking with her. I could hear like, Nando con I could hear hippie music and love in there. And I said, damn, I'm gone for a minute. I ain't, ain't going to see that for a What while. were they trying to get you to bring up in there? Uh, I was 
bringing them a corner, like nine ounces of, of, of some of, of Yale. Yale University. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, were, and you said, man, let me go up in here and scout this out yeah, before I do I that. Yeah, first I went over there. First I went over there because I had really only met the person that mm-hmm. introduced me to these cats one mm-hmm. or two times. But just it's something, I think it's, it's, it's something spiritual that just tells you. There's no way of knowing. Mm-hmm. But it's just a, a sixth sense you develop, you know, just from being a criminal so damn long. And they thought you, they had you. They're like, oh, we got this fool. Yeah, yeah. And they went to, they went to, they hit the house. There wasn't nothing in there. One time they raided my house. And my mother, man, she's a, you know, she's a very respectful Mexican woman. She doesn't tolerate none of that shit, you know, like she's not down with none of that shit. I remember they raided the house and my mother and me were sitting in the living room. I was handcuffed. She wasn't, but we had some cops just like monitoring us while they searching the, the house and everything. And I'm just in the house. I'm just sitting on that couch giggling and laughing and saying, man, you motherfuckers, what, what, what are you here for, man? Mm-hmm. Like, I said, man, what the motherfuckers looking for in there, man? Mm-hmm. I said, them punk motherfuckers, man. <laughs> I'm talking shit to the cop, right? And then the cop asked my mother, he asked my mother, he says, some fucking rookie-ass new booty. You know what I'm saying? Because most of them bitch-ass cops, even though they... Even though them motherfuckers, you know, even though they knew me, even though they fuck with me and fuck with me on a daily, they were still like, they knew me well enough and my mother and my, you know, well enough to respect her as a Mexican woman that, you know, doesn't tolerate that, you know? Right, they understand, like, they understand how shit works and you've been there long enough to understand, like, you got to get proper, these aren't strangers. The only props I give them bitch-ass fools is that them motherfuckers at least respected my mother and called her senora and were respectful. But this new booty motherfucker asked my mother, "Uh, do you have any tattoos? My mother Asked your mom? Yeah, my mother, yeah, my mom, my mom, an old Mexican woman, you know, like, you know, my mom looked at me and said, ¿Qué, qué, qué dice? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. what did he say? I said, I said, Amá, Amá. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad. I said, Amá, dice si tienes tatuaje. He want to know if you got tattoo. Yeah. My mom said, ¿Qué? Estúpido. She told her mom. <laughs> <laughs> I started gassing. I'm gassing. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then my, when we were kind of alone for a second, my mother said, you know, in Spanish, she said, there ain't nothing in there, right? <laughs> I said, Man, I told my mom, I said, in the vine, you know what I'm saying, in the back, I threw, yeah. I threw like a ch- chunk in there. I don't keep no big way, but I had like a little, they caught me, you know, I threw like a like a chunk, like a like a In ounce. where? In where? Like where in the bathroom? In the, in the, in the, in the, in the trash. Underneath and, the bag? In the, no, just in the toilet paper. I just had it in there. I was waiting on somebody. So, so my mother's a G, man, you know, <laughs> I didn't think, but my mother said she got up without even asking. Right. Right. You didn't have to tell her nothing. She said, it's my casa. It's my house, my father. I got these. Okay, man. So she went in there. She got it and put in her shoe or something. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) No, dog. Is that right? Yeah, she did. That is gangster. Yeah, part-time. Most of the time, she's an honest woman. She was, man, you know, but she loved me. She looked she, out for you. You know she what, wants man? To go down. That's her son. Look, that's her yeah, ego. Look, another that's time. Her, that's another my time. favorite story of the day. Hey, yeah, listen. Her, he, dude, his mom had her on the heel of her shoe like uh-huh. a little swivel. She yeah. just pulled it off. <laughs> she was able to stuff that stuff in there. I seen her walking up. back. She was doing like that Mexican hat. Wait, now let me ask something. 
When you told her, did you tell her, Mom, it's in the trash can? Did you <laughs> tell had, her where she, in the... In, 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 did she, you she asked me. She asked me. You know what I'm saying? So I guess part of me was hoping she would look out. Right. I guess part of me would help, hoping she'd be my crimey today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 she, and I said, you know what I'm saying? And my mom had found plenty of that shit to know what that shit was. She threw right. it away. Yeah. Is that what <laughs> Somebody please give me a tortilla. <laughs> I got, there she is. She looks, she's got the shit in her shoe. Yeah. She's dancing around. Mijo. So, uh, so it. then what? Man. It, it, they pe- did they, they eventually peel shit. out? They, they didn't, didn't find, find shit? shit. The mom's flushing you know or she handed it off? She handed it off. Nah, she... She kept it in there. They, <laughs> she, she kept it in. She there. kept it in the shoe. They didn't find shit, man. You know they, they had to. They had to cut me loose. But you know yeah. that's a premium, dude. If you if you get the shit from Diablo that his mom stepped on, you yeah. you pay an extra for that, yeah. right? I had. A, she held it for ransom. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Nigga, rent is due. Break bread." <laughs> My mother, man, check this out. Another time. I don't know why. I think I had a warrant. Just a punk ass warrant. That's like a that, <laughs> punk ass. That ain't shit. That's like a that's like a field trip to me. Yeah. Oh, oh warrant. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga, get, 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 I'm gonna go fingerprint and go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take a break for a couple days. That's like an hors d'oeuvre to me. So one time they got for me up, me and my homie Woods, and 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 they were gonna take me to, and they pulled me over on Pico by 17th by the uh, by the graveyard. Yeah, by the by the graveyard and uh, and the cop was actually pretty cool. His name was Walls, he, black cop Walls. He he he. Let me preface it. He's pretty cool. But look, one time, another time, I was walking down Seventeenth Street Alley, and Walls and them were coming behind us, slow on the car. I could hear the engine, and 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 I looked back real quick and I seen them, and I just dropped the joint. I just dropped the joint on the floor. Before California said it's okay, mm-hmm. when it wasn't okay, I threw it on the floor, and then we we kept walking, and then that cop he stopped the car, and then he said, he said, hey, hey, hey. he said, hey, 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 Maldonado, Carlos, he said, Carlos, I, I turned around and said, what? And he said, here, man. He picked up the joint and he threw it back. And he said, here, man, you dropped this, and he threw it to me. He threw, he got close to me. He said, hey, I said, what? He said, you dropped this, and, and like he tossed it to me. And, and I didn't catch it. I just I said, that ain't mine. He said, man, I just smoked your fucking joint. He said, I don't care about that. I'm looking for that other shit. He said, but I'm not going to fuck with you. <laughs> I said, all right, good looking now. Okay. And then <laughs> right. the same cop so, pulled you over later? Okay, yeah, that was Walls. And Walls pulled. Yeah, thanks, man. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Woods was rolling on my Cadillac. I had a Coupe de Ville. I was I was young. I was like eighteen. I had a Cadillac Coupe Deville hooked up, man, with the laces on it, with a black phantom top on my emblems with gold plated a seventy nine Coupe, the lowrider, you know, blue paint, candy blue. My cousin painted it. That shit looked black sometimes. Sometimes it looked blue. Sometimes you know it just it was bad. It had a coat of clear on it. it looked like it looked like fucking glass on top of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm just bragging a little bit. But you know I'm pretty proud of that car. You know. But anyways, man. Um, <laughs> Did it have hydraulics? No. Okay. I hate all that shit. Be bumpy and shit. But, but it had sounds like a motherfucker. But, yeah. But look, they pulled me over, and they were gonna take me to jail for this warrant that I had. 
And then they were going to tow the car and stuff. And I said, oh, man, come on, Walls. Because Walls was pretty good. I said, come on, Walls. Let, let, let me drive it to the house. And then you take me to jail. He said, I can't, man. What? I already called you. I got to arrest you, you know, so. And then Wood said, let me drive it over there, Walls. Jaime, you ain't even got no license. And, and I, yeah, dude, he said, man, I'm not going to check. Okay, drive it to his house. Mm-hmm. Let me park it, right? But see, in the trunk, I had, I, in the trunk, I had like three or four Gs in there, rubber banded up and stashed, you know, in the, in the trunk. Mm. And when we got to the house, my mom looked out the window and seen this fool parking my truck. I was in the cop car already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see the parking my 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 lack and shit. And my mom came outside, and she's like, "Casey Stauda, like, what you do now?" I said, "Oh, nothing, man. This is a warrant, punk ass warrant." And then I told her, <laughs> and then, but I was worried about my money and stuff. Right. She came to the window. I said, "It's nothing, mom. It's just a warrant." I said, "Ama," I said, "Ama," but get get the keys from Jaime right now. As soon as he parks it. That's my homie, but still, man, I don't trust him. I said, I trust him, but I just don't. I don't trust him with uh, avoiding a good time, which would be riding <laughs> off with my Cadillac that night, right? Of course, with all that money in the trunk. And I and I told my mom, I said, Ma, get the keys from 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 Jaime. And you know, she known him since we were one zero years old, since we were babies. We used to be. Na- I love this motherfucker, but I just don't trust him like that. Dude, you got but, cash in the trunk. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I got a smoke on the wheel. Yeah. But look, yeah, 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 Woods. <laughs> but but anyways, <laughs> I, I told my mom, I said, Ma, get the keys. I got a las llaves, you know, I told her in Spanish, I got a las llaves, get the keys. I said, I'm out, because I got, some, I got some money in the trunk. And mama like, shh, 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 shut up. <laughs> yeah, like, like, she don't want me to get in. She's looking out for me. Right. She's like, shh, shh, callate. Okay, I'll get the keys, whatever. And then and then I said, ama. But I'm like urging about it. I'm like poking my head out the back window of the cop car. I'm like, ama, I got a las llaves. Like telling her, and said, shh, okay, you go, take him, take him, take him. Get <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here before he tell on himself. Right. So. My mom was pretty hip, you know. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, that was beautiful. Do that again. You like that? This is what I was looking for. No te mato porque Dios. Right? Does that sound kind of like what your mom might say, something like that? Yeah, but just imagine. Te voy a dar tan duro que te va a acordar de mí. Te calma. She sounds like an angel compared to my mom. My mom was mean. Yeah. She used to always tell me I ain't good for shit. Oh, come on. Uh, you me. had money in the trunk. You had all kind of shit going now. Yeah, but that's a problem, man. These, you know, them Mexican moms, they do that hard-ass parenting. Yeah, that's them, tough you, love. You shit. The other day I got mad at my son because he's a motherfucking lazy. And, uh, and, and you know, I started to call him names, like, Lazy, mama's boy, nigga. I told him when I was sixteen, I already had a Cadillac. You know, what I'm I was. <laughs> I said, motherfucker. I was already, you know. I said, you just trying to sit up on, you know. But that's, you know. But I caught myself saying, man, don't call him names. Yeah, man. but you don't know what, man? Names. We just got done talking about like generations is getting softer, and you're right. You're right. Yeah, I knew I was right. I'm right, right? You're right. <laughs> I'm gonna call him them names. Call him said, names. Yeah, because he think he's so smart because he probably think. My, he, in his arrogant mind, because my son's a little arrogant, that TV, I said, man, Satan in that television got you good. <laughs> I said, I said, you you know, need to stop listening to Satan in the television and listen to Diablo in the room. Yeah, yeah. I said, when you walk by me, you acknowledge me. Say good morning. Or don't just walk by me. Yeah. See, Is that's that the crazy? Type of shit I'm talking yeah, you, about. Keep the, no you turn the light. You pay for lights in the rent in that place, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, cause I be buying food, mijo. I be in because I love my son. Right, mijo. You want some? You want some? You know, I got this. I got this. Yeah, cheesecake. but you got to make a man out of him. Yeah, I got this cheesecake, mijo. Get some. Try. Hey, hey. Attack that cheesecake. I come back. He ain't fuck with it. And days later, he ain't fuck with it. A few days later, he ain't fuck with it. I said, "What's up, man? How come you? Uh, you ain't you too good for my cheesecake, huh? But you ain't too good for the rent and everything in that room, huh?" <laughs> yeah. Listen, let me tell you, my dad. Listen, my dad. Yeah. My dad. <clears throat> my dad could reach through the phone and crush your balls in a phone call. He'll, he'll chew my eyes. Hey, dude, ass. let me tell you something. My dad was hard, bro. My yeah. dad was tough. And I'll tell you something. My dad would call me. He would he would make me do wake. I would be in bed. Right. Look, first of all. I wasn't no lazy fucking kid either, okay? <laughs> like, I was a vice president, student body. Right. I was playing saxophone in the jazz band in high school. I was playing football. I wrestled. I wrestled, sucker. Like, I did stuff, right? So it wasn't like I you was, was just... You was active. Hey, let me tell you something. Yeah. So, on Saturday... Still didn't catch a blessing. Not at all. Not even close. Nothing was good enough. You know what? That's probably why I'm married to my wife and nothing's good enough. It's because that's what I'm used to. No, because she's Hispanic. Yeah, it's exactly Hispanic right. Hispanic women are always going to complain. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Those motherfuckers, man. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> I got it it's Saturday mornings, like after a full week. It's a Saturday, yeah. right? I'm like, cool. I did everything I was supposed to do. And all right. My dad would open the, he, and he wouldn't just open the door. He had a big stomach, and he would hit the door with his stomach wow. at, like, 6 in the morning, and the door would, like, pop, pow, boom, right? <laughs> boom. And boom, he, <laughs> boom, boom. And he would, listen, and he would go like this. He would go like this. Boy, boy, daylights are burning. What have you done today? And I'd be like, Lynn and Lynn. Wow, that's he, cold. That's the first thing he would say. That's a good one, though. Yeah, he's like, daylight's burning. What have you done today? What do you accomplish today, man? At 6 a.m. Yeah. And so then I would have to go outside. And my dad was the kind of dad that was like, he would have, I would have to stack stack wood, right? Like cordwood. Right. Or my dad always wanted gardens because he wanted to make his own shit. But who do you think had to weed the motherfucker? Chumahizi yeah, baby, was baby out there Chumaha. fucking weeding the fucking tomato plants, making sure to fix the fucking nets around the thing. And that that's why I don't garden to this day. I'm like, I ain't damn. gardening the goddamn thing because I grew up gardening. I hate that shit. I feel you. They, my mother used to but, make me rake leaves. Hey, but I did finish school. I did work my ass off. I got a lot of shit done. I think in parts because my dad was hard on me. What do you mean by that, Steve? Okay, that's a I, I I agree. I mean, listen. E- even when I that's even when I was fucking up, I got up early. One thing I saw my dad do was go to work every day at six a.m. I heard, I heard about him from the homies. Yeah, he would get up and work every day, man. He wasn't a lazy motherfucker. He, he spoke Spanish. They he said. spoke full he Spanish, spoke like Italian, everything. Yeah, they, they, he he wore the star of David, but he was a te- right. he was Sicilian, right. but he spoke fluent Spanish. He would sit over there with Jerry's dad. Yeah, he'd spend a whole day from morning to night clowning. drinking beers, telling stories, clowning. clowning every. That's all my dad did was hang out at body <laughs> shops. They, they, had, they had he had, he found the energy that matched his, bro. Yeah, bro, he I loved had, them. Hard ethic. He loved them, dude. Look, he like working my, on cars. My dad was so tough, man. My dad was so tough. Yeah, that the motherfucker abandoned us. 
<laughs> Son of a bitch. But anyway. But I will say, no, no. so he got up. But so I heard my, about your dad. Your dad used to, he used to yeah, they say he just stayed laughing, laughing, laughing. Yeah, he wasn't laughing at us. <laughs> he was a, he was a. a, a, a Blue collar guy. Huh? Blue collar guy. Yeah, he was tough a blue collar guy. Yeah, he was tough. A tough and he was tough. raised tough. Physical. and. And he, I seen him. Yeah, he was a boxer. He was all that shit. He didn't take no shit from nobody. And uh, but in the morning and time, a player. Yeah, all that dog. He was a player, player from the hip. Dad was a boxer. Yeah, he was a boxer. Yeah. Is that him in the ring? Yeah, my dad, my grandfather, they all box. Anyways, he got up in the morning, and my dad only needed to tell me one time at six a.m. Get up. If That's my it. dad ever on the weekends, it didn't matter if it was Saturday or Sunday. He would, if you're sitting around or, or watching, what the fuck is this? What is yeah. this a fucking party yeah. or something? Get up and go do something. Go get that out of my car. Like go wash that. the car. Go do. Oh, dude, that was dude, it. If you were around, you were working. Hey, how burned it. up? How burned up would you be when you had to go do it? That's, like, when, like you. Oh walk, man. As soon as you get out of earshot, oh, you're like, man, man. I wouldn't even man. give a shit if he got hit by a car. Yeah, I'm yeah, dead. all that, all I that, hope he got all hit that. I used to do that too. Say that stuff. Man. Yeah, say all yep. that shit. You know, I was raised by my mother and by her cousin, and you know, and I used to wish that run over a car and stuff too. To that one, because <laughs> she used to fuck me up, man. She used to to the point of it was actual child abuse. Man, that bitch used to beat me. Uh, I love her. Forgive me for saying that, Lord, but but man, she she Dude, was my cold. Dad, my dad used to give me the belt. Like he, he, this he, lady used to put my mouth in the fucking stove on the flames, brother. Yeah. That's how cold. She was wicked, bro. That and, is you know, wicked. Yeah. She used to fucking, she used to hurt me, man. Hit me, man, for nothing, man. And like, for, she would burn my fucking lips, man, and, and, and shit like that. Say, because I said a bad word. What bad words can a fucking six year old kid say? Hey, let me tell you, you something. Know? Yeah, yeah. I could say Hold something. On. You I know could, what I did to her? What? what? Look. When she would, when they would leave, I would. She had canaries. I'd get them canaries and put them motherfuckers <laughs> on the stove and burn. Damn. Them. Did you do that? For for sure. Damn. And then look, not only that, man. I think she instilled that wickedness Flames. in me. Cause when I was a kid, homie, me. I used to fucking torture animals. It was not uncommon for me to walk up to a friend of mine like, "Hey, what's up, man? What are you doing? Uh, let's go torture a goat or something." <laughs> a goat? Well, you know. They say kids that torture were tortured, right? Yeah. See, I'm glad gangbanging came along because it gave me an outlet (laughs) (laughs) instead of that other weird ass shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she used to fucking hurt me, bro. And I used to hurt animals because of it. And I didn't really put it together till later. And, you know, it's just, it's a bad thing, dude. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's like really, a violence begets violence. Yeah, right, it's it's right. like you, somebody's exerting their power on you, and you have to go exert yeah. that same power on something and now, else. On. Now every day she's sending me stuff about the Lord. I love Jesus, but not because of your example. Right. What? Right. You know what? Right. I hate that. When people who are evil in their youth, when you're a kid, then they turn and get religion and they try to avoid all that. I'm like, you ain't avoiding me with this. That shit. You ain't avoiding. You know this. what? But it's I not, know you. It's, it's not her fault because my aunt. You know, what I'm saying on her side of the family. Um, was the telling same me how her, her father, they come from some little ignorant ass village, some, like a pueblo, in the dust bowls of Chihuahua somewhere. Yeah, and they said that her parents used to, especially her dad, used to beat the shit out of him to the point of like almost killing them. You know. But see, you know what, man? So, I, what it's I don't not wanna, her fault. Is nah, this, no, but listen. But still, I, I don't know. Listen, I hear what yeah, you're saying, but I'm yeah. I'm over this whole like they did the best they can. 
I'm mad. Fuck like, fuck that. that. I'm mad. And you know what? You could me. They want me the best they can. <laughs> <laughs> That's sometimes I, I'm but like. I still love her, man, because she did some other nice things. Like, tell me a motherfucking bedtime story. Yeah, about a kid who got his lips burned off no, because he was talking shit. She tried shit. to tell me a bedtime story about a motherfucking little boy that cried wolf. Like, in other words, it was always something to be telling. Don't lie, motherfucker. <laughs> right, right. It was always a message in there. You're going right. to get your ass whooped again. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, man, hey, can we get that cereal? I'm like a little kid. And she's like, no. I'd be like, no, 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 look, the cereal, this one right here, I like this cereal. She'd be like, and then, oh. And then, oh. Wetback style. Then, yeah. And then I see that, I see her clench her teeth. I said, ooh, there's a spanking in the mix now. Dude, I could tell you straight and I up. I used to be mad at my mother because I felt like she didn't defend me. But looking back in retrospect, you know, my mother was not always at home when she would do this. Slap me and hit me real tough, man. Because your mom was working. She, my mom never hit me like that, man. But, you know. Was she working? But, yeah, yeah. See, that's yeah. why. I mean, it's I tough. Was, I was what they call a latchkey kid. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. Yeah. I was too. That's how I got fat, because nobody was home, and I would just raid all the fucking- I can't see you fat. Bro. I was mm-hmm. fat. Let yeah. me tell you something. I should pull up a fat picture. Dude, you want to know the craziest thing? I, listen, I was fat, <clears throat> and I went to I went on a trip to Scotland with my Aunt Sherry, who's also fat. God, don't get mad at me. I said that, Aunt Sherry, but it's true. Yeah. Okay. And I went to, I went to, and I went to, uh, and there's a picture of me, because uh-huh. I'm fat, right? I'm fat, I'm chubby. Yeah, El Gordito. And I go, and and we're in Sherwood Forest, where Robin Hood's supposed to be from. And so like a stupid-ass fat fuck kid, I went and got a Robin Hood hat, you know, that felt stupid. Yeah, with a little feather on it. With a weird red feather, and I got a bow, Yeah, right? And I I jump up on a rock, and I'm in Sherwood Forest, and I'm feeling it, man. I'm carried away, right? And I'm like... And my fat aunt's like, let me take a picture of you, Robin Hood. And I'm like, yeah. And I like pull the bow back and I get all ready and I do the thing. And and then she takes the picture. And then later I look at the picture. Well, you just did that when you're doing the bow. You, you, you remind me more of Cupid. Right. <laughs> Listen, in that picture, I look more like I look more like Friar Tuck. Okay. Like I'm all fat with his hat. I got to yeah. get this picture. It's the craziest picture you ever saw. Okay. It's sad. I look at this picture oh, and I'm like, man. I'm surprised I have any testosterone at all oh from this picture. Oh, my God. I swear to God. I wish I could put a lot on it. It's true. <laughs> you should see this picture. So I what like happened? That, that hat was fresh. You didn't like So you didn't see the picture later on? It's still haunting. Like it. I'm that? trying to come to terms with it, like Batman. Yeah. Dude, I remember back in the day, I would, I would eat like, because I was a latchkey kid too, man. Yeah. And I would eat like half a box like cereal in like one sitting it's easy to do or or smash like a a whole six pack of like pepsi or coke or whatever it's easy to do just because nobody was around no yeah abusing yourself it's crazy yeah got it i can never do that you burn that shit off quick yeah that's true yeah yep hey uh speaking of uh of uh you just said somebody who'd you say who just said you just brought up a superhero Oh, uh, Batman. Batman. That was my favorite Mexican. <clears throat> I know. I know. Chumaha keeps on talking about Batman. He wants to talk about Batman. No, no, you. no. Because, uh, because, and now that we got Stan Lee's uh, right hand man here, uh, Robert, the producer, uh, you got a theory on Batman. Who? You. Yeah, but he's from DC Comics, not Marvel. That's, That's true. true. But he still knows his shit. So. Right. So, so what? So so look. From my understanding, there was a real 
a real actual human being, in his case, a human beaner. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was a badass Mexican dude named uh, Zorro. Well, the guy, the original guy from Zorro, um, and the name slips me because I keep slipping this bottle. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what are you drinking Joaquin, there? Joaquin Murrieta. I'm drinking this uh, with James son. Jameson? Jameson. The son of James. The son of a Jameson. Yeah, the son of a bitch. But anyways, man, uh, so Joaquin Murrieta was a guy like from the IE Inland Empire area, I believe, somewhere in San Bernardino. But he was like a Mexican Robin Hood. So he was like actually defending poor Mexican people that were like really being taken advantage of there. Right. And, and basically getting dogged out. And he was kind of like, to my understanding, he was like steal from the rich and, and, and hang with the poor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he gave him anything, but he would no, just he hang did, with him. He did no, no. <laughs> he, he 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 was a good guy, you know what I'm saying? So he was like a one of those type of good, like Robin Hood, right? Right. So they 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 came up with the character of Zorro behind his character. Now, from my understanding, the guys who wrote the DC comics, they got the the the, the you know the whole persona of Batman from Zorro, the masked man, you know. And if you look at Batman, he's kind of like a dark figure. He's not right. like a knight in shining armor type. No, he's dude, not a right? happy dude. So, so yeah, so that 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 right there. There's even a. I think there's a rock group called Chicano Batman. There is. They're, they're pretty. They're pretty dope. If you're into that type of thing, I am. So is that what you're saying? You're saying That's they real. got they got Batman from Zorro, from Zorro, and from Joaquin Murrieta before that. The character Zorro come from Joaquin Murrieta. Do you recognize that? And she no, no, sir. That's but, Chicano Batman. Okay, see, I was telling a lie. That's dope. No, that's dope. They dope. They dope. <laughs> I'm not really like I really never paid attention to them, but I feel like they came up with that name based on that, you know, that that history, right? That of concept. course. Right. Right. I'll tell you something else, and I think I read that in a great book called Occupied America. Um, Robert's yeah. nodding. Did you just nod, Robert? Oh, okay. All right. Listen, yeah. feel free to talk whenever, Robert. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you might have to change your name to Silent Robert. <laughs> Occupied America? That's a cold book. The author actually signed that book for me because Oscar and Elias, they did a presentation for him, like uh, some type of like paying homage to him at the SMC. And I went over there and spoke on it because they wanted my opinion as a, you know, like a com. I read that book in prison. Um, Rudy Acuna, I believe, is his name. Can you check on that? Yeah. I don't want to fuck up. But look, that. What's that, the book? Occupied, Occupied America. It's a great book. It's, it's like 500 years of Chicano history. It's banned in Arizona. <clears throat> no. It's so controversial. Come on. Yeah. Um, Rod- Rodolfo? Rudy. Uh-huh. Rodolfo. Fucking Amazon. All their fucking pop up bullshit. Yeah, that's him, Rudy. Uh, Acuna. Yeah, he. he Rodolfo he, he, Acuna. Man, that dude, he, after he heard what I had to say about that book, and uh, he, he he signed my book, you know, and he, he he gave me a nice compliment. He's like, I admire you, you know. You know, and I ain't shit. I'm just an ex convict. I just come with a little, you know, with a little story about how that book really, like, made me think a lot, and he's it's just a great book. But he made me realize something else. Like, I would be, that book is so dope, man, but uh, Rudy Acuna is a bad mother. But I was saying how that book, I even strapped it on me when it was a riot one time because I put it's pretty hard to cover. So, 
But anyways, homeboy was tripping. I tripped out in the book because I learned something about Monteflores. There's a gang in, in, in SGV called the Monteflores gang, right? And I wondered why they call El Mont, you know, Monteflores. Flores means flowers. Yeah. So I was tripping out, and I read his book, right? And I was reading about an actual person named Juan Flores. Mm-hmm. Juan Flores. And in this book, they mentioned him. He, this, this guy was around like in the 1800s, and he had, he actually had like a crew, and he escaped from San Quentin prison, I believe, in the 1800s, and they called him and they called him and his gang the Juan Flores gang, and they operated out of that area where El Monte is at now, you know, San Gabriel Valley, mm-hmm. and they were robbing, you know, what I'm saying they were robbing the rich. And, and and this motherfucker was cold, man. He would cut a lot of them fucking share, like share his ears off and stuff. <laughs> Make and a like, necklace out of them. But what he was doing was robbing the rich and, and, and helping out the poor, you know, the Juan Flores gang. So I thought about it, and then I, and it, because it was in El Monte, I asked this dude named Massa. I said, hey, Massa, because he was from Monte Flores gang. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, how come they call your barrio? Uh, Monte Flores, and he said, "Oh, he's a, and this man's in his sixties. He's gonna be in Lompoc." He said, uh, "They call it Monte Flores because of El Monte and because they named it after a homie." I said, "They named it after a homie, but you know that guy was no cholo, no pachuco. I'm talking about in the old Wild West days, right? Juan Flores, so they named the gang after him. Juan Flores, so Monte Flor and Monte Flores gang is named after an actual outlaw. You know what I'm saying?" And this motherfucker was cutting, he was robbing a gang of, you know, a gang of, he was robbing a gang of white people and stealing the money and bringing it to this little village there, you know, in the late 1800s. You know, he was a G like that. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of pieced it together. The book doesn't tell you that it was named, but I asked my son, well, well, who was this homie? And my son said, man, just an old homie from back then. <laughs> he don't know. I, I showed him the book. I said, yeah. hey, this motherfucker. <laughs> Teach him fools. Yeah. Man. But I always like the story of, you got to read about, you got to check out this dude named, fuck, Refugio Baca, this guy in New Mexico. Uh, that's an incredible story. This fool held off like 80, 80 fucking sheriffs. He, he got tired of seeing the abuse on the Mexican people over there in New Mexico. And this fool bought a, a badge, a stolen badge from another out a criminal, you know? What was his first name? His name was El Fegio El Fe- Baca. New Mexico put outlaw, and you come up with it. Uh, this motherfucker held off like, like fucking 80 men. And he, he decided to make himself the sheriff because he was tired of seeing the, the Texans from Texas would come and abuse the people in New Mexico. So this cat, he would fucking... He put on that badge and, and appointed himself sheriff because right, the sheriff wanted right. to take care of business. And he attempted to arrest these motherfuckers that were grabbing ladies' asses. And el, el Fego, yeah. el, el Fego el Baca. El Fego Baca. He was a motherfucker, man. And this fool arrested this dude, but the sheriff was kind of like, he was like, wait, he shouldn't have arrested them because they were like, they were in cahoots with these fucking assholes that were coming over there and abusing the, the Mexican people in New Mexico. So they said, well, go arrest him and bring him to me. And he posted up in a little sheriff's station or whatever and jailed these fucking other criminals. Mm-hmm. So when they came to get him, he had like a shootout for like, fuck, like a day or two, bro. Like 80 motherfuckers shooting at him. 
and he killed like five, six, seven, eight of them motherfuckers. I think that's called the Socorro and a shootout. Yeah, he held them off, and they couldn't figure out how they're shooting this place up with all these big, uh, sh- uh, you know, these fucking, all these rifles and all this ammunition being shot into this little ass, imagine a little old Western jail. Right. And they ain't hitting them, but he's, he's steady killing them. Right. Because they had a little dugout on the floor. Is so that he, right? He, yeah. And they couldn't get the motherfucker. Finally, they brought somebody to talk to him. He, he came out of there, and he actually beat his case, bro. And he actually became some type of mayor or something, a governor. After all that? Yeah. It's an incredible story, bro. Wow. Look Deputy Sheriff Pedro Saracino arrived in Socorro telling how Anglo cowboys were tormenting Hispanics in the Frisco plazas. They were fucking with us. Roughly 130 miles. Baca rode to help and was deputized by Sheriff Pete Simpson. I will show the Texans there's at least one Mexican in the county who's not afraid of an American cowboy, he said. And he lived up to his words. They got wow. a sculpture of him in the air. He's awesome, dude. Yeah. You know what? Who saved him? A lawyer. A lawyer yeah, came and he you got, always need a lawyer. He like he put he like he cleared him somehow. He yep. kind of did some illegal shit and but he cleared him. <laughs> he kind of made it look like he really was a pointy sheriff. He arrested a cowboy and then a bunch of cowboys gathered around and tried to demand the release. Then Baca shot into the group, wounding one man and they dispersed. But the following day, 80 enraged ranch hands rode into town intent on freeing the arrested cowboy. And avenging the indignity of his arrest. Like, you can't have a white dude arrested by a Mexican, yeah, right? They, they were mad about it. Yeah, a trial was held and the cowboy was released. Baca sensing a gunfight, retreated to a, a jacal belonging to Geronimo Armajillo and barricaded himself inside. Ah. Baca kept his six-shooter blazing for 36 hours, hours, pausing just long enough to cook some tortillas and beef stew. Ah. That's dope! <laughs> Protected yeah. by mud and picket walls, a sunken floor, and an icon of Nuestra Señora Santa Ana. Baca brimmed yeah. dynamite and some 4,000 rounds of gunfire shot wow. in his direction by these Texas Cowboys. On the third day... Texas assholes. Yeah, that's what it is. On the third day, Baca agreed to give himself up to Deputy Ross, but refused to turn over his gun. Unscathed from the gunfight, he'd killed two cowboys and wounded <laughs> two more. That's dope, bro. Yeah, that's, that's who he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And Fagel was a motherfucker, boy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of an unfortunate first He just got tired of all the name. bullshit, man. He got tired of all the bullshit. He said, fuck this. I'm going to be the sheriff, and then... It just goes to show, man, it ain't amount, the amount of firepower you got because those dudes were firing for day and night, and he just had two six-shooters, and he's yeah. the one that killed and wounded people. So yeah. targeting is more important On than sight, firepower. He, when he arrested the first dude, he killed uh, a couple dudes too because he shot one, and then the other one, he, sh- he shot the horse, and the horse fell on another one and killed him. Dude, <laughs> how, did <you> get, <laughs> how did you get into history so much, man? Because... Our benefactor, Oscar de la Torre, sent me that book when I was locked up. And I love that book. You know, that's a good book. It's called Occupied America. Do you think if you would have got that book when you were younger, it would have made a difference in your life? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) I was a bad seed from the start probably, man. Were you? I think about that. I don't know. You think about that. I used to read when I was a little kid, man. My mother used to take me where she would clean homes at, right? Yeah. And his good man, he was he was he was a writer. He wrote this Pacific book and Pacific moved. Palisades, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember he, that he, guy. He instilled the the love of reading in me, man. So I, you know, so I was a reader from the start, and I was pretty smart from the start. But 
I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, what happened? <laughs> that shit, I went out and played there on 17. So, you know, a lot of people think about, like, uh, being in a neighborhood like Santa Monica and 17th. Like, once you're yeah. in the neighborhood, you're safe. But, like, you... It's actually the opposite, huh? Well, what do you mean? Um, what do you mean? Well, I don't know. You were, you were, <laughs> you were saying yeah. that, like, I mean, I heard some things where it's like, well, yeah, you're in the neighborhood, but within the neighborhood, yeah, there's Yeah, I was saying, like, it's, it would be abnormal not to be from the neighborhood gang in those, in those ignorant times. Because we're kind of ignorant. I would say, not really, man. We were just kids wanted out, have an outlet for our energy. That's all. Boring. But what's the difference between the neighborhood and the clique? Uh, uh kind of. You could use a term. Uh, you could use that term. You know, for the, you could use a term for the same thing. The neighborhood is a neighborhood, like anybody could live in the neighborhood, a resident. But when gang members speak of the neighborhood, I think they're really speaking about the neighborhood as another entity, as a gang, as a gang domain. Right. When a resident speaks about his neighborhood, that motherfucker just go out there, throw the trash, and go back in. Yeah, but isn't inside a neighborhood, aren't there multiple cliques? Yeah. Do those cliques always get along? Uh, in theory. <laughs> so that's a no. I mean, they're basically saying no. No, yeah, we, I mean, yeah, we, it, it's it just, the world is, works in different ways in different times at different instances but like we always got along you know what i'm saying for the most part but there's always that what i hate this word but that machu what they call it? macho machismo yeah yeah that bitch ass word why <laughs> why don't you like machismo huh what is it about machismo that offends you it just that sounds gay <laughs> <laughs> it don't sound macho but anyway machismo i ain't got to get some fucking word but what i'm saying is Cause I, you know what? Cause I kind of hate it. Cause them bitch ass cops used to use that word. Like you got nigga. I said what? Motherfucker, I ain't trying to be that. I like when Howard Cosell told Ali. He said, he said, well, champ, it seems like you're being a little facetious. And and, and Ali told that motherfucker. He said, Cosell. I, I don't know what that means, but if it's good, I'm that. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words. I heard probably, I probably don't like that word because I heard that shit from cops all the time. You guys are just trying to display your machismo. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I don't want no nachos, motherfucker. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> you know what, man? I hear that a lot from my wife. Uh, I hear that a lot from my wife because sometimes they try to come at me a little bit strong, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, what's with all the, sh like, what are you guys tripping on? Like, I look at me. I'm a Southern California dude. I ain't tripping. I don't drink. Go to bed early. I'll change a diaper. I don't even trip on all that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't sit there and do all mm -hmm. that stuff. So, and then they tell me these stories about machismo. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah, but that ain't me. Like, that's yeah. some other dudes from the past. Why like you got to put Depp said, that ain't me, but it ain't me, babe. <laughs> why, why are you putting that on me? Like, quit stressing me out. Let yeah, me just yeah. chill. You want me to get machismo? Oh, you want to get machismo? You put a spanking in the Oh, well, they, they, I can get machismo yeah. up in here if you want to, but I, I'm not trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, basically, doing. you know, I think set tripping is a phenomenon that occurs in, in in between, like between gangs, between even cliques within the same, within the same gang, different chapters from the same gang. So, set tripping is like just boasting and bragging. It might start innocently enough, like, 
Motherfuckers hearing a the song they like and start throwing up their click signs and expressing, you know, their gang epitaph with their click and then the other motherfuckers throw up their click, you know what I'm saying? And just even though we got along, we get along because we represent the same family in general, the gang, the turf. But just bragging and both, sometimes that shit could lead to a little pushing and shoving and shooting and killing that eventually sometimes. Mm. It's not cool though, man. It's almost like fratricide. It is. If, it's like brother killing brother. Yeah. But you see, like I was telling Lucky, like, what's the difference between that? I'm from Santa Monica. I killed another Santa Monica guy. That's fratricide. <clears throat> really, man, we these imaginary boundaries that we put up in our own minds, there's really no difference between me killing a Venice guy or a Santa Monica guy. It's still right. We're still brothers, man. You know what I'm saying? How far and you And that even extends can... not even just because of our race. Human humans are brothers, man. You know. Hey, like that goes even as far, but you could take that all the way to the world level. That's what I'm saying. You could take that all the way to the world level, yes, my brother. Sir. Yes, sir. Cause we are brothers, man, and you know. And I used to be a, I used to be an evil ass little kid, man, and like. You know, a lot of the stuff that I used to believe, I don't, you know, I don't uphold anymore. Like, <laughs> like, like my, I had some black dudes live on my block. They said, man, man, look, man, you shouldn't have been no S, you should have been a black peace stone. You hate white people so much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what they, you know, and I'm like, nah, man, it's not that. It's just that we didn't know how to express when we we're younger, you know, when we we're kids. And we watch television, and we feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they actually make you feel like a, a beaner and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you know, racism, man, is fucked up, man, really, man. Because it makes you racist, you know? But growing up, I'm like, man, I, I wouldn't want to live in a place where there's only Mexicans. That shit will get boring quick, you know? I mean, I believe true. in diversity, man. And, and, and I got love for for all races, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's just sometimes the way we express ourselves is the hatred toward the establishment. But unfortunately, we sometimes tend to label the establishment as just all white people. Right, you know? right. You know, but it's not because there's a lot of poor white people that that aren't participating. Yeah, you know? there is, there is, there is. You know what I'm saying? But. Like, is that, you know but what? It's I was, easy just to I was say. looking, I was, I'm reading about slavery right now, like in America, right? Right. Okay, in the Civil War times. And I was like looking at it, and it was like the people that could actually afford to have 100 slaves or 1,000 slaves working right. the fucking thing, they were rich. Right. To work to, and a regular guy, yeah. just a small mom and pop outfit, they can't compete with the price point, they right. can't compete with that process. The guy that's got a thousand slaves that can do high volume sales on his on his textiles, right? He can outsell, out supply, right? Just a regular mom and pop guy that doesn't have any slaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when you look at that system, you're like, man, that didn't really benefit all white people. It just right. benefited a certain percentage of white and people. That's that's what I'm saying. Is like, you know. It's the truth that white people do run this world, you know what I'm saying? But not all of them, you know what I'm saying? But so you, we, it's fucked up because we tend to direct our hatred toward all of them sometimes, you know, some, you know what I'm saying? But 
it's not it's not like that you know right i agree with that you know so it's it's, it's fucked up man and like and that little bit of overage like when you get mad at all of them that little bit of overage before, hold on, it justifies yeah. it makes the, uh, the those people mad at all races too you know what i mean like it's it's hard to it's just like stereotyping gangs. Like they look at it like gang members as ignorant motherfuckers that just steal an old lady's purse. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that, man. Maybe I would have before, but I wouldn't do it now. <laughs> right. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. We didn't steal <laughs> in our own neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? We never stole in our. We we frowned upon that shit. Gangs Wait, actually kept the neighborhood safe from motherfucking criminals. Like the people that live within our neighborhood, we didn't let them motherfuckers, stay, especially from like families and stuff like that. Fuck that shit, man. You know, we, we used to go outside and steal from white people. You see how we label that? From Go steal over the Montana Will shit from white people. Yeah, but you know but what? See, some, something you bring up is really powerful, which is, you know, division, the concept of boundaries, lines, and divisions, and, and these lines. Yeah. And, it's, and, you know, like, east and west, it, there's no real East and West, really. If you really want to be right. real about it, that doesn't really exist. That's what I'm saying about gang members. We we, we, we divide ourselves according to imaginary uh, boundaries and streets and buildings that are not really there, and we hate each other. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, willing, instance, to, willing to die for it. And kill our own kind, which is really killing ourselves. Like, if I see, like, uh, uh, if I see a white guy... With a, and I'm speaking from my mentality come from a hood guy. If I see a white guy in a nice Mercedes riding down my street, I don't think nothing of it. Mm-hmm. If I see a Mexican dude or a black dude riding down my street with a bad Mercedes or something like that, man, fuck that. Who is that motherfucker? I won't kill that motherfucker. Jack. See? Robert's nodding. Yeah. Why are you robbing, r- nodding, Robert? It's self-hatred. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I grew up around that type of environment where people don't really want to congratulate people for why they have certain successes like uh-huh. for me like for me when i when i got into the comic book game um you know when i would get stuff signed some people would see the the comic books that i would have and they would they would ask me they were like are you a drug dealer and, and to me i was just kind of like i mean i i would kind of laugh it off because i knew i wasn't but just the fact that people would even assume that or don't not, recognize your own potential exactly not even trying to give me credit to say that I earned this or I had to work Righteously hard to earned it. Mm-hmm, that I earned it that yeah. they would just immediately assume that and it wasn't just one person and they was, want you to have it they want you to have acquired it that way because then that that way they say oh he's gonna get busted later he won't have it it's just mm-hmm. haterism man yeah. yeah exactly so it's like you know I, I had to go through that with with multiple people it wasn't just one person that said it it was because of the way I looked that I didn't look like your common comic book collector that right. people had right. to assume or, or, or put me under uh, inside of a box pretty much. Right, right. And to me, I mean, I never let that stop me. Yeah. But it's, it, it sucks because, you know, for people that aren't as strong mentally, it would stop them in their tracks completely. You know, and that it could discourage. Short, short, discourage. Yeah. yeah, it could discourage people. Dude, it's so true, man. Like, honestly, I can handle... Someone just coming right out and saying, like, hey, you don't got what it takes, and da-da-da. I can handle that. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, okay, you're on that side. I'm right. on this side. Well, we'll see. Right. It's way worse when someone almost gives you, like, a compliment. But behind your back. Or, like, the compliment itself sounds fucked up because of the way they said it. Like, right. oh, 
Oh, you must have got There's that kind of drugs. Underlying tone. Yeah, and they're like stealing your energy, like sabotaging your Fucking spirit. You. Yeah. You been around you know what? that? Um, you ever felt that? Yeah. Sean, yeah. you ever felt that? You ever felt like you had a success? Look. And then somebody like was like, oh, well, let's hope it stays like that. That's fucked Absolutely. up. Instead of saying, keep up the good work. Yeah. Look, I remember this black dude from the South. He told me, uh, he was talking about California. He said, I like the racism better in the South. Right. Because it's out in the open and you right. know what right. you're working with. Right. right. He didn't like that backstabber shit. Right. Like, I, I, look, you know, in prison, some of my best buddies that made me laugh and had a, some crazy ass white boys that kept it real. Like, kept it real. It called me a, a beaner, you know, because we're buddies. They, they fuck with me a little bit. They say, hey, man, it says y'all asses got a little yo bro up in you. One guy told me, he said, look, it says here y'all got African descended too. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? He was a trip, man. But, see, I like them, them dudes. They're real. They're real. You know? Right. You know, they're real, and they're showing you their face. Right. Right? They're not hiding it. So I, you know, I always like them crazy motherfuckers, especially in Texas. I met some crazy motherfuckers, man. Yeah, they're making crazy out in Texas. The, <laughs> the only place yeah, crazier than boy. the only place crazier than Texas is Florida. Yeah. You ever read about the dudes in Florida? No. Like riding an alligator drunk through like a drive-through, wow. or wow. like you know what I mean? There's always something crazy like that. Yeah. But um, so Diablo, man. How wicked was it on the west side that people don't understand, like, how deep it was? You got to go to the liquor store. I mean, there was some time where you had to just fucking, you walk at your own risk, you know? I mean, those times were ugly, man, you know? So it got to the point where that madness, it started to, like, self-destruct, implode within our I think the devil ran out of neighborhoods to infiltrate they said, well, let me fuck with them, work them against each other, you know. It's like, you know, like homie was saying, like, ha ha haterism, man, that's a cold thing. I remember this dude told me, Goldie told me, and we got to get Tim on here, man, because that motherfucker, he got just a certain way of speaking. He yeah. got that old, he got that, he's OG, man. He, he, What's his name? Goldie, he's a blood, he's from Luda's Park. He's an older man, and I really, you know, he's my, he's, he, he, he He's just really full of wisdom, and he just says things so crisp and clear that you're like, wow, why didn't I think of that? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. just, he speaks the truth, man. But one thing he told me one day, he said, Diablo, don't, don't worry about no haters. He said, haters are like a natural phenomenon. If they ain't hating on you, then you're doing something wrong. So when they're hating on you, you're doing good. Hey, dude, which, that, which, which that goes, is totally true. Yeah, that goes back to Niccolo Machiavelli. You know, the prince, that book. Yeah. He says, if you don't have any enemies, find a way to make some because they're going to they're gonna help you. They're going to bring you up. And yeah, but you know what, man? <clears throat> In order to do that, you got to be willing to be unlikable. In, in not, this, necess not necessarily. I think so. In this day and age. If, you you're, doing, if you're doing good, you could be a good guy. Nah, that's, that's not unlikable. Nah. But you're going to have haters anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying if you go around trying to please everybody, you ain't getting anywhere. Oh, I never try to do that. That's what I'm saying, likable. I'm not saying being disrespectful wherever you go, but I'm saying like... Oh, I see. By say creating an enemy? I'm saying like, yeah, be likable. Like to a do that, this world is full of hate. You don't have to try very hard, I don't think. That's why I'm telling you right now, the one thing I see around today more than ever is people trying to be likable people. Like everybody's trying to be like 
oh, I don't want them to think I'm a bad guy or I don't want them to think I'm an asshole. Uh, right, I'm not going to put right. myself first. I'm not going to prioritize my life because I don't want to be thought of as conceited. Right. And I'm like, fuck that shit right now. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, I am not going to allow myself to devalue what I do, not yeah. take what I do seriously in order right. to get along in the world so that people who aren't doing anything don't think I'm conceited. Right. I ain't about that. Man, you don't want to compromise yourself and who you are. No sure. Right. And if that means people think like all I care about is myself, then fine. That's what they can think. Yeah. But people that think like that, they're mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Nope. Yeah, because they want to see you right there at the bottom of the curve with them. Misery, right. Misery loves company. Right. And I met some miserable motherfuckers. Hmm. It's a cold thing, man. Dablo, you ever been shot at? Yeah, they actually they they touched down too. <laughs> Where at? In in the area known as the Butte. Now it hit me in the front <laughs> of the leg, and, and and it came out through my butt buttocks. And that shit was not fun, man. That was a big caliber weapon. How big was the caliber? Forty five. That is a big. Was it uh, a Desert Eagle? I hope not. Well, what were they I shooting? I don't know. That's, That's a Hank. That Desert Eagle's vicious, boy. That's a forty five. I went back on crutches and, and lit him up, bro. I went back on crutches and made a new booty go with me, punk-ass motherfucker. <laughs> I made him go on a mission trying to be a gangster. You, know? you strapped I, a gat to your cast. I was mad because the homies went to a car show and these motherfuckers was telling the homies, like, man, we got your home. You, you guys ain't even came back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a week later or something at the super show. I said, oh, yeah. I said, okay, motherfucker. And I was on crutches. We had a new booty on the click. And this motherfucking new booty was kind of like a, he kind of like a square. He, he, he a lame, dog. He ended up being a lame. But anyways, this motherfucker, I told that fool, hey, he used to wear a suit to work. This motherfucker wanted to be from the, I said, hey, look, when you get off work, don't go home and change and try to turn into the super, like Superman going at... <laughs> He went phone into a booth. Phone, phone booth. And changed, nigga, he used to go to home and then change into a gangster and come out. <laughs> yeah. He perpetrated. So I Bam. told this fool, I said, hey, look, man, when you get off work tomorrow, don't go home and change. Just come with that tie and shit and pick me up on 16th Street <laughs> in, in the alley. And I looked like the Grim Reaper because I had the weapon. I, I was on crutches, homie. And I, I was mad, homie, you know. And, uh, I had a long-ass Raiders trench coat, all the way, it looked like the Grim Reaper with the hood on it. Right, Undertaker. And then I just, when he pulled up, I just got in the back seat and, and, <clears throat> and ducked back there and just laid down. I said, just go, man, just go to the designated area. <laughs> and I'm not trying to say where and all that, man, you know. Yeah, don't worry That's not about important, man. Right. No, right. Important. no. But I went over there, man, and I seen a fool with a broad. And, and I spotted him. We spotted him. You know what I'm saying? And see, back then, them fools that looked like gang members were gang members. And right. If you weren't a gang right. member, you dressed that way. Then well, you I'm, had I'm that sorry. coming. Yeah. You right. had that coming. But, You're on uh, notice. I said, all right. I said, there goes one right there. I just peeked up. See, the first time I seen him, and I said, go back around. And this fool went around. And then and then I, because I, I was laying down in the back seat, and I, I got up and I looked again, and I think he saw me. You know, I think, I think he saw me. Anybody's gonna get suspicious? They see a motherfucker lay down, a head come up on the back seat, <laughs> especially like a, like a hippopotamus. Yeah, and I said, all right, 
I think he, I think I did that the first time. I said, all right, go back around and then stop right there. I'm going to get off. And he did it again. He went back around again, but he didn't stop. I, I'm thinking, I'm laying down in the back seat. I said, when you about to stop, tell me one, two, three. The motherfucker didn't do that. I said, hey, what's taking so long? He said, I couldn't stop. It was a car. I said, I said, motherfucker, go back around, homie, and you better stop, motherfucker. Because I, I got up again and looked, and I think the motherfucker see me again. Right. And he's going to fuck up my motherfucking little ambush. So this motherfucker, <laughs> I said, motherfucker, I got mad. I said, go back around, and next time, we stop, motherfucker, I'm going to shoot you through the seat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he did what he was told, and I got off, and, and I put some, I hate to say it, bodily harm, you know, it was a terrible ordeal for him. It was glorious to me, and I say that with gusto because I'm telling a story, man. But right. you know, I'm, I, I can't say I'm proud of that shit, but I, I'm proud that I defended. You know, what I'm saying that I got some payback for wounding me, motherfucker. Right, you were on a crutch. Yeah, it went in and out though, but luckily, and another homie got shot with me that night. He was a dumb young dummy. They said, oh, we're going to have to operate on the other one. He can't get it out, the bullet or whatever. Yeah. He, he, he said, we're sending him to county. And that motherfucker was on the other side of me in the, in the emergency room talking about, man, they sent me to the county. I said, motherfucker, relax. You're going to the county hospital, not jail, motherfucker. Uh. <laughs> but that's, and that's what happened when, 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 when New Year's Eve. That was one New Year's Eve. Hey, <clears throat> when you in, get in, shot in, 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 in the hood. When you get shot in the leg and it comes out the booty. It's still, man, that shit's painful. Yeah. Painful. So it went in your shin? It went in, like, it went in, it went around my right nut sack, but it hit me in the leg. It made a U-turn and it came out, you know what I mean? It came out my buttocks. <laughs> did it cut, did it, it came cut? out next to my balls. I'm glad I didn't shoot one of them guys off. I knew right. boys, That's a big caliber. When I get around dogs and vicious dogs, I grab my nuts. I'm like, my dick and stuff. I'm like, Please don't buy my little man. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I need that. That's that, the only funny life. <laughs> take that from me. You might as well just fucking throw me Shoot off you in the head. head. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just talking shit. Right. And I respect everything, man. And, you know. But Yeah, you know, but sometimes you got to talk shit, you know, man. Sometimes you got to talk shit to get it out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You got some reading? Ain't nothing. Yeah. You got anything to read? I'm going to read something. I'm going to read something that we did yesterday in uh, filming, man. Filming, yeah. For the Westlow stock. I want to see the, the, the kick the bike part. Esteban told me you got it. Oh, I do. I got it on my phone. But it doesn't look as good as uh, sights in slow motion. Okay, all right. Yeah, but what are you guys talking about? Uh, there was a little part where they filmed. and We were filming on the 1-6, and there was a bike like in front, and then sights said, Walk toward this way because the bike is in the way. I said, I'm going to kick that motherfucker. <laughs> and then Lucky said, kick that motherfucker. And that was brilliant, you know, because it's like a way of kicking gentrification. Right. Kicking the system. You're, you're not really accomplishing <laughs> nothing, slow but motion it's just frustration. Camera, it looks dope. <laughs> I'm tired of the motherfucking bikes everywhere, man. Listen, what, what, what? Okay, listen. All right. Is this one of those like Uber bikes? It's just like an Uber yeah. bike. Yeah. Look, yeah. look, look, look. Plus, look. it's red. I get my moment. No, so, yeah. so, so, you I'm know, true blue gentrification, 
And then the these new tech globalization, head, rich tech heads bring in their stupid ass fucking yeah. rent a bike bullshit. That's everywhere. They wouldn't have had those shits back in the days. And it's it was, blo- and I don't it's care blo- what they got, and we would have stolen motherfuckers and took the parts off. That's man. true. I and 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 it's, and it's like right in the sidewalk, like the way it's parked, it's right in the sidewalk. And then yeah. Diablo comes walking, and he just fucking kicks the bike. <laughs> It just goes over. Lucky set it up for me. So flow that's, easy. That's awesome. Check that out, dude. He's just walking and he just kicks the fucking bike. He's like, that's what I think about your bike. So I gave a little bit of history yesterday about, you know, about the, the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be destructive, dude. Is this your uh, boombox? Boom yeah. 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 Nice. yeah, he's carrying a boombox and he's like, get your bike out of my fucking face. Yeah. Okay, so you you want me to read that? Yeah, but edit that where I said you want me to read that. Take that shit out. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any music that's for not you. Too so. corny. No, no, that's yeah. cool. So look, let me read this. See, I I, 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 do. I printed this right here. Okay, <sighs> let me take a leaf first, bro. Actually, yeah. Can you pause it. Yeah. Can we? Pause? Yeah, you just, yeah. You just keep it going. And okay, because you know why? Because I. I Fucking forgot. I had one job to do today to, to build something for this dude, and I didn't do it, man. Let me see that jacket. And I forgot to, forgot to call him. So I'm gonna just take a piss. So now you're gonna go call somebody? Five minutes. Five minutes. I'm gonna text him actually. I got his number right here. All right. It's five, oh. five minutes. You're gonna take. Okay. You're gonna take a leak, right? No, you know what? I'll read it first. No, are you gonna take I'm a leak? Yeah. Siri doesn't work when you. Is that you pissing? Can you hear that? He can't hear it. Put your headphones on. We put a mic in there while you were pissing. (laughs) Yeah, come in. Put your headphones on. We can hear what everybody does in the bathroom now. We can hear everything in the bathroom. Ready? Listen. Okay, here you go. (laughs) How do you do that so fast? How do you record that? Just like that, dude. Watch, you'll know it's you at the end. Listen close, listen close. (laughs) (laughs) He's dribbling out there a little bit. (laughs) 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 A little backfire. This one was right here. My partner, man. (laughs) I had the best goals, bro. I love, I love, yeah. the, way them, I love the way them sirens kind of like just do yeah. it. That shit was dope. The way the sign was that you or was that you on the street? That's actually in the the uh, theme song. It's at That's the actually, end of the theme song. Hey, this dude makes some bad beats. Yeah, Sean, thank you, man. Sean, yeah, he does. I'm gonna call Oscar. I'm gonna see if Oscar let me set up the tables in here. Probably today. I want to mix, man. But I'm gonna get that beat. If you could send me like some longer, you know voices, what? I have a thing. I'm gonna get all you guys' voices. I want you to send me you guys' voices with no, no other sounds behind them. Just the voice, like, I'm I'm your host, Lucky. I'm gonna cut all that shit up real quick and give you a little extra. Verse. Get on that mic, dude. right? You know, like I could get your voice, his, his, and like scratch it a little bit. You know? I got I got something for you. I got a I got a controller that you could probably use. Cool. Nice. All right, cool. 
What you got? Yeah, brother. I've been wanting to hear this. I've been wanting to hear this. I know this show wasn't good because he was asleep the whole time. Nah, he does that on all the shows. I was knocked out. That's all good. At 3 o'clock, this dude goes to sleep. I don't know what is is that, Steve? We were talking about the other... It's because I, I I owe like... There was a few years. No, but he's still conscious. I know. But listen, there was a few years. There was a few years during my runs that I honestly, and I'm being real, I probably slept about 10 days or 8 days out of the month. So we're talking about 20 to 22 days out of a month that I wouldn't sleep. And I did that for a few years. And I'm telling you, I think I told Chumhan, there's one year that I thought that I slept for about, it was under 30 days in the whole year. Listen, sh- good God. Dude, I used to stay up nine, ten days all the time. Like, it was nothing. So what you're saying is you're making up for it. Well, he said I came up with a, a theory. With a theory. It might be true. Listen, might, sh- I, wait, hey. wait, wait. Look, at, it's almost like he's got narcolepsy. He like just fell asleep. Listen. And what happened? Tell him about your theory. Listen to this theory he's got. Uh, the theory was was that uh, Makes sense. so he went an entire year, didn't really sleep, and he shoved down all that tiredness deep down inside in his bones. And now that he's off all the shit, it's time it's for all that. Out. It's leaking out, dude. Yeah. He's got to pay it back. He's got a sleep debt. There you mm. go. Yep, so it's coming back. I owe. Mm. Kind of like how you were saying the blood that was due. Yeah. You know the blood that's due? Right. That's how it is with the sleep, too. I owe. It's going to come back. So Atonement. 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 Yeah, and maybe in a couple years I'll be all caught up. Sleep Sleep karma. karma. That that makes sense, brother. Yeah, so. All right, you ready to record? Yeah, are you ready to do it? Brother, I'm already recording. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's hear it, Los. They call me Devil from the Santa Monica 17th Street Gangs. We're posted up right now on 16th Street, the old 17th Street headquarters. This neighborhood, this barrio, this entity known as the Santa Monica Gang was established back in the late 1920s. The name of the original gang was the Santa Monica Tomato Gang. It was the first gang on LA's west side. And in the 60s, they brought the 10 freeway through our neighborhood and displaced, uprooted a lot of the Santa Monica Barrios families. These families relocated to other Chicano conclaves. The people that left from Santa Monica transported the gang culture that was established since the days of the Pachucos, and they spawned the Venice, Culver City, and Sotel gangs. Along with Santa Monica, these four neighborhoods would make up what the people from this area would label the Four Corners. Santa Monica being the first corner, which I am very proud of. If I was to use the analogy of a book in reference to the hood, every street would be a page in the book. So if we turn to page 16, which would be 16th Street, I would highlight several sentences or events that have taken place on this page or street. The syntax and the language on this page would be rough and fatalistic because within this book, there was a lot of tragedy on certain pages. I'm going to take you back to a cold night when a homeboy was killed up the hill by another homeboy from a different clique. The details are not important, only the fact that this took place, you see, in the late 80s and early 90s when the wickedness of gang banging was in full force 
and had inoculated every poor neighborhood within Los Angeles. The devil extended this campaign by further separating Chicanos and blacks, not just by neighborhood, but now by cliques, factions that were part of the same gang. When the homies started set tripping and squabbling with each other, survival became that much harder. Now, not only did we have to be on the lookout for incoming violence from the outside, but also within. Those were terrible times. The cancer of self-destruction and hate began to eradicate the unity of the SM cliques. Solidarity that we had established in the common cause of defending our blocks from rival enemies. The demonic force was so prevalent and it created so much tension in our lives between two of the most active cliques until it culminated in the death of a homie that haunts me to this day. I won't get into details. I will just say that the devil's tactics were the order of the day. The irony of it is, when we arrived on the scene, we were in a vulnerable location where we really had nowhere to run or duck behind cover. We were slipping. Being aware of this fact, and because we were in my clique's domain, and the need to provide security for the homies, I suggested that we bring to us a powerful weapon that we kept stashed in an abandoned vehicle about 100 yards away, and we placed it in the bushes in the cemetery next to us. The ironic thing is that the homie that was killed went and got this weapon and brought it and put it in the bushes. The cold thing is he actually brought the instrument of his own destruction to the location where he would be laid to rest. So many frustrations and misunderstandings among us in the neighborhood, not to mention the other neighborhoods that we uneducatedly labeled as enemies or rivals. Because in reality, we are the same people within the same proximity of the four corners. And in reality, beyond that, all of Los Angeles. So what really is fratricide? If I kill my brother from my gang, or is it still fratricide if I kill another Mexican from any gang? We isolated ourselves into a corner that was delineated by a state, a city, a street, and all what we call set tripping. In reality, it was just self-hatred. In the chaos and destruction that percolates like a thunderstorm inside the minds of gang members, this developed madness that we brought to a boiling point began to implode, and directed by hatred, we began to target each other, okay. members of the so-called same gang. We caused each other a lot no, of grief for nothing. We were soldiers. Don't worry about it, man. And I respect the participant of these wars, the ones who still live and are solid, are amazing human beings. I only credit God for still being here with an able body and sound mind, regardless of the madness I've been through. Yeah. I, should yeah. that, I should read that last part of it. <clears throat> what do you think? Sure. Did it sound okay? I thought it sounded great. I liked it. it sounded great. Yeah. All right. It's because I think I, I, I liked it, bro. I like all that okay, one. All I, that. Because I wrote it last night, so I haven't had a time to really rehearse it. I like it, bro. You, graphic. you put the whole thing together. That's pretty cool. Look at that. Look at that woman up there clapping for That's you. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. That, that's... Oh, I found the Robin Hood picture. Did you? Look oh. at that. You know what? You look, I love looking at that picture. Like you want to know something, man? There ain't like nothing wrong with you. You look like a little Teletubby back then. Man, I did not I want to be looking like a Teletubby. Let me tell you. I look, I at, I look at that picture, bro, and I look at a good kid. Yeah, yeah. I man. was a good I kid, but I, I wanted to be ripped. I don't want to be fat. Yeah, but you want to know something? 
Look at that face, man. You just want to be a good. That's a noble face. That kid just wants to be a good kid, yeah. man. That's a noble face. We're all good kids. That man. kid, that face right there, looks like it's ready to hit them Doritos. Yeah, <laughs> that don't make you a bad guy. No, nope. but I didn't want to be fat, dude. Listen, I look at that, Sean. I mean, come on, look. I look at I that. I love the dainty grip you got. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? There's no testosterone that's in that Scott, picture. That's Scotland. No, that's Scotland. No. I, yeah, that is Scotland. No, no, no. This is England is Sherwood Forest, but I went to Scotland, oh, wow. which is close to that. You know what that dude in the movie says? The problem with Scotland is that it's full of Scots. Exactly. <laughs> I like that part. And he threw his son's gay-ass lover out the window. <laughs> he wasn't playing no game. Uh-uh. What movie was that? Braveheart. It was... He was a tribute. I like the way that That's did. why we need to do the Mexican Braveheart, bro. Yeah. No, I'm talking. How the hell you come up with that so quick? You can't give away. Rolling, rolling. Yeah, I can't. I can't give away. I'm doing it. I remember. Uh, you remember? Uh, you remember? Remember? We still recording? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Diablo's like, is the show still going on? Because <laughs> when Lucky wants me to read, it's time. It's time to wrap it up. But hey. We could do it whenever, man. Wait, you had a story. You had stories. a story. Tell, tell some stories. Here's a story. Here, let's, hold on. <laughs> I can hear the Jameson coming through on this. <laughs> to the one day when this one bitch met this fella. <laughs> <laughs> and the bitch knew it was much more than a hunch. Right, right. That's Jameson. Listen, listen, listen. All right, listen. Shh, everyone. See, that Jameson down. allowed me to let that evil shit story come up. Listen, I just built a fire. Uh-huh. You hear that? Gather hear around, that gather fire? around. You hear that fire? Yeah, get gather it, around. Get get it. It. Gather around the fire. It's warm. We're gonna listen to. I can hear Scooby Doo going. Shh! Uh-huh. Scare away that. You're gonna scare away the owl. You're scaring away Pass the owl. Pass me a marshmallow. Shh. Here you go. Thanks. Right. Keep that Jameson low. I saw the state ranger walking around. <laughs> Sound like Johnny Z. You know, do nothing. Hey, listen. I, I just. I, I just, I, I did all that shit for free. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, tell, you, tell, you tell Steve the next time I see Steve, if he wants to fight, we'll fight, but he's going to be hurt when he's done. <laughs> I might lose, but he'll be... He's, he's going to be scarred. He's going to be scarred, you know what I mean? I know what they're doing. You get mad. <laughs> I take shortcut to Grandma's house. Yeah, Little Red Riding Hood. This guy's some good pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, put it back in your pants there, Diablo. Hey, we're in uh, camping, but doesn't mean you can let it out for air. <laughs> Come on, man. You're going to burn the tip off on the coals. I'm not sharing a tent with him tonight. <laughs> yeah. 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 So shoot the story. Yeah, tell the story. Oh, oh I'm, I'm supposed to tell Shh. Hood story. Hood story. I want to tell the scary story. Dude, tell, tell, us, tell us a story about how you lost your finger. Nah, that's scary. <laughs> I, was on the, I was on the escalator at the mall and the motherfucking I didn't know No, the real story, Come not on, the fake dude. story, the real one. Come on, sh- we're we're camping right now. There's what no happened, one around. What happened, one. man, is like me I was in Mexico and my I don't wanna talk about that. <laughs> Why? What what's wrong with it? I mean, that shit was traumatic. Is, yeah. it, is it traumatic? Yeah. Do you what I mean wait, were you in Mexico and somebody kidnapped you and chopped your finger off? No, what happened is my uncle we were, I used to ride horses. I was like, like high old silver <laughs> up in that motherfucker. But I would have. It's always is, about masked men with you, isn't it? 
Huh? Batman. Hi-Ho Silver. Cowboys. A lot of cowboys. A lot of cowboys. But also, uh, who was Hi-Ho Silver? That was... Uh, yeah, Tonto. Tonto, but what was his no, buddy? Tonto means dummy in Spanish. I know, but what is what is what was his buddy's name? Long Range. That's Long Range. Mass. Always about yeah. mass men. So you okay? So you're riding well, horses in Mexico. Kid, I, you know, I used to be able to handle those horses and ride horses when I was a little kid, real good, man. And so my uncle wanted to take a horse so we could ride it somewhere, but this motherfucker he had me hold the rope, and he wanted to tow the horse <sighs> driving at the same time. So I'm in the back seat holding the rope. And I'm a little kid, like eight, seven years old. So I put the rope around my whole wrist, you know. And he must have seen the horse running in the opposite direction. (laughs) We killed that one, so I know it's not him. Mm. But Mm -hmm. they killed him. They thought they had the devil up in him. Your mama. Your mama, motherfucker. I killed your brother. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nah, but... So, look, so the fucking horse must have ran. He told me, throw the rope, throw the rope away. I tried to throw it away, but that shit like, you know, that shit in an instant. But luckily, it didn't grab me at the wrist and yank me Because it would have pulled your hand off. Yeah. It just pulled the little tip of my my index finger. It got it. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Did it take it right off clean? Uh, Yeah. But see. Did you find it? Yeah. I mean, they've had it, and they're so ignorant (laughs) in this little village. You know what I'm saying? They had it under arrest. And they could have fucking just put it back on and put like a fucking, even toilet paper, damn it, or a band-aid. <laughs> it would have it regenerated. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know this. That's what I'm saying. I was in the Dust Bowls of Chihuahua where ignorance reigned supreme. But, mm-hmm. you know, it made me a better DJ. It's less weight on the record so I could scratch it <laughs> faster. <you know? laughs> but, yeah, man. But you know who got me the best? When we were kids, man, we used to bag on each other so much. That's his thumb. Did you hear that? That's a champagne bottle. It just shot off. But you know what, man? When I was a kid, man, when we were youngsters, we used to bag on each other. Kids are wicked, man. Oh, mean. Yeah. The one that got me the best was my homie Tita, man. Fucking Smiley Tita. That nigga got me the best. He called me the, the fingerless horseman. <laughs> the fingerless horseman? Yeah, he got me the best. <laughs> Cause we used to be so poor, we used to stand on the corner just roasting each other, bagging on each dude, other. Dude, we used to do the same we thing. We get personal, you know. Oh, what I'm dude, and you couldn't Kids cry. Were... You could not cry. We would get on a bus, and hey, on the I, bus I, we I were bad. About crying, I was thinking about socking them up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, but, we used to uh, do But the I didn't same even thing. do that because see, once you do that, and they fu- you just and then they got there's you. A art, there's an art to bagging. Oh, because once a motherfucker gets you. And you start dwelling Getting on what emotional. he just said. Yeah. You, you're wasting you're time. You're done. You're because done. He's, he's he steady. won. He won. He won. Yeah. Yeah, because he's going to be steady, keep bagging on you or shooting at you. Oh, uh, dude. And you ain't shooting back. You dude, I got I shot back so much growing up that the bus driver had to write a letter home to my dad to say I was using X-rated language on the bus. Because hey, I was using everything, man. I was we going crazy. We, be, we were so poor, we had to bag on each other for entertainment. That's what we did. But, but Every day. But I was among one of the best, so... You know, fingerless that horseman. That's yeah, good. he got me the best. He, that's a good one. There was a, a a dude that we went to school with. His last name was Hot Knot, <laughs> and Tita called that motherfucker Hot Snot. That <laughs> motherfucker used to just come up with the goodies. There was an Indian guy on my block, right? His name was Joe, and Joe was Indian, American Indian, and fucking Tita called used to call him Engine Joe. 
Yeah. How, how how convenient was that for him? You know, like from the Mark Twain book? Right. Yeah, so we was vicious with each other, man. Engine joined that. But you know what's weird? Being American Indian, a lot of the racial shit doesn't really offend you that much. Like when it was like, hey, red skin, hey, Indian. You know, you, it's not the same as the N-word. You're just like, man, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, I am Indian, so what? What do I care? What skin is real? What do I care? Yeah, yeah. But that's still a goodie, though, Engine Joe. He, he, I like Fingerless Horseman. That was good. Yeah, he got me. He got me, that son of a bitch. That's my boy, though. We've been buddies since we were little-ass kids, man. We grew up on the same, you know, in the same place. And uh, what's the, the irony of it is that I chopped his brother's finger off. What? Yeah. My homie Woods. That was another master <laughs> bag, and that motherfucker's a fool. So that's my other, you know, when we would play, you know, when you're kids, you chase each other around the house, you run in the front door, run out the back, go back in the front, go do, do all, and keep going in circles. Yeah. So he had, on 17th Street, I used to live right in back of him, right? We were, and mom used to take care of me. So he was chasing me, and I closed the door, and I got his finger and cut it off. Oh. And then Woods later on used to bag on me, he said, no, remember you chopped my finger up? Ah, I got mine. You ain't got yours. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fool. You know what I'm saying? One time, his mother, man, like I said, I was pretty destructive when I was a little kid. And I fucking, uh, I used to like to light fires. And, like, I remember almost, I lit my house on fire. I threw matches in the trash, and it was catching on fire. Oh, and no. his mother went in there and turned it off. Say, she saved the day. And then when I seen her recently, about a year or two ago, she hadn't seen me in uh, like in like 10, maybe more, 20, 15 years, you know. But when she saw me the other day when I walked in to go see Woods when he came back, you know what I'm saying, because he was gone for a while. When I walked in, his mother, his mother seen me, and she acted like she was going to faint. She grabbed the table, and then she told her lady friend that was with her, she said, Estee out there. She said, this one was tremendous. <laughs> I used to take care of This one likes to light fire. He almost lit his house on fire. That's your house burning right there. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be like, I used to light fires, man, and I used to get all the other kids riled up. Like, come on, hurry up. Bring paper, man. <laughs> <laughs> bring some firewood. Pyromania. Yeah, bring yeah. some dynamite. We used to burn shacks down, everything, around 17. Damn. Yeah, I was... If it catch fire, you light it. Huh? If it could catch fire, you light it up. Yeah, this fool tried to light water on fire. It was an incredible thing. But it's been an incredible journey. (laughs) It's been an incredible show, an incredible afternoon. Yeah, Yeah, we just just went freestyle today. We went Jameson style. Jameson. (laughs) Yes, sir. Brought to you by... It's a, well, that's one of our sponsors of the show, Jameson. All right. Is so, it, is yeah, it? it is. And listen. See? See? I'm now look, of the game, brother. Exactly. So uh, so that you're here, let me get the uh, official Jameson uh, sound track. It's theme song. Yeah. And then- uh, You're going to name the show the Jameson Show. No, listen. And why don't we have- Why don't you do- Why don't you do the- uh, What do you call it? The, the, the talk up on Jameson, because we're supposed to- we're supposed to every so often um, do the, uh, what, the commercial or whatever mm-hmm. that is, right? Sean's going to edit it later. Why don't you talk wow. about? Why don't you talk about why you like Jameson? And let me start by playing the. You go ahead and talk about why you like Jameson, and I'll start the theme I music. Li- I like. I'm pretty fond of Jameson because I like Jameson because it gives me loaded, and because 
I just like that green bottle because I like Irish people anyway. Yeah, and Benny Hill. Mm-hmm. That's the theme song. Jameson got a nice taste, man. It's not gonna, you know what I'm saying? It's not gonna over, over flood you. I mean, like, it's not gonna like overpower your taste buds. It's got a nice little smooth taste. It's potent and it's, and it's, it's magically delicious. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker made me like see Lucky uh, Charms. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like Lucky Charms. Yeah. Purple moons, green stars, and green clovers. You see it all if you drink Jameson. Yeah. Right? Green yeah. men, pink elephants. I remember I used to work in the prison hospital, and this old man used to get a <laughs> ur- urinary tract infection where the oh. pee-pee would go back in him, and he, and he would start hallucinating, right? Oh, no. And then, then I'd go in his room, because I like to kick it with the old man, Mr. Richard. So I go, but when I knew he started hallucinating, he, got, he did something wrong. He put that, the, he would get a tract infection, the pee-pee go back in him. Oh. So, I remember one time I went in there and he said, I said, how you doing, Mr. Richard? And he said, hey, 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 Maldonado, did you see a little green man with a suitcase? <laughs> I said, oh, man, you fucked around, got an attractive face. Let me come. <sighs> Another time, check this out, my boy Gaton from San Pedro, you know what I'm saying? He was a, man, that motherfucker, he was, he was actually a used car salesman, he told me before. But this motherfucker could talk a bird off a tree. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker would, would, would specialize in selling goods in the prison, like rare commodities. Like, he'll catch guys like coming, like, anything. like Porn anything. magazines and shit like that, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. I bet you those are rare commodities. One time he gave me some dirty pictures, a gang of dirty pictures. He, 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 he gave me some, and I took him to the hospital, and I showed him to Mr. Richards. <laughs> I said, hey, look, Mr. Richards. The guy Richards, with the inside-out dick? Nah, he had a he had a piss bag. Yeah, but I mean, what's he gonna do? We all got our dicks inside out. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so you showed him the dirty pictures of what he do? I, I, I said, look, I said, look, Mister Richards, I showed it to him, and and because Gato had went by the hospital, and he and he and he gave me some books that I had let him borrow to read. He was an avid reader like myself. Right. So in these books, I seen these dirty pictures. Ah, oh, this motherfucker, he left some pictures in there. And 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 then I told him later, I said, hey, got the, yeah, some pictures. And he said, oh, you could keep them, man. You could sell them each one, five stamps. <laughs> well, anyways, I showed him Mr. Richards, right? And what? The, the dirty pictures. Yeah, and what did he do? He was an old black man. There was some black girls. And I said, hey, Mr. Richards, check this out. I showed yeah, it to him. And, and 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 let his, it, it brought it, yeah. It brought his, you know, <laughs> that, that meter that measures your heart. It went up real quick. Right, right, like, right. Like that. And that motherfucker, he seen him, and he said, Maldonado, where you get them from? He was shocked. <laughs> I don't know how long he been in prison. And I said, I said that don't matter. I said, you want, you want, you want him, Mr. Richard? You want? He said, yeah, I, I, I want him. So I gave him these old pictures. He's an old man. He's crippled. He's on, a, you know, he, he's in the prison hospital where I work. Yeah. So I gave him the dirty pictures. I come back the next day and I'm sweeping because I sweep. That's part of my job. I get it there in the morning. I'm sweeping out, you know, the rooms. And I look in this garbage can to empty it. And all them pictures were in there ripped up. What? And I said, hey, Mr. Richards, how, how come you ripped up them pictures, man? And he said, he said, Maldonado, man, that ain't right, man. He said, man, that, that, that girl could be my granddaughter. I said, then, then why you tell me you wanted them for, man? I could have sold them shits on the yard. <laughs> Mr. Richards, man. He was, he was regulating he was getting rid of the pictures because he, he was a gangster. I remember this kid, this kid went in there to visit him, and Mr. Richards 
apparently had done another stretch like eight years with him in the state wherever he was from, you know. And I'm like, damn, this old man keeps selling dope, you know. And but he's tearing up. But he's going pictures. in the feds. He kept on going to the feds for it. No, I think he was in the state before that. He was like from Oklahoma. He was a good old man, dude. I liked him. One time, Mr. Molino, the guy I told you about, the gangster. Mob know. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One time, his celly went in, 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 went, his celly went and took a dump in this area called the bus stop. The bus stop is like a, a, a dorm where the not-so-guys that don't keep their rooms clean get sent to for not keeping their rooms clean mm-hmm. in this hospital, within this hospital. Or where the guys that just come in from the main line go into the bus stop. You know, it's like a, a transition, right? Yeah. So, Mr. Sp- he had a celly or a roomie because these are not really cells. They're like real hospital rooms. So, Mr. Merlino, the gangster, his roommate went and took his shit for some reason in the bus stop. But he got a toilet in his room. I don't know why he didn't do it there. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, he took his shit in the bus stop and shit on the floor. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, he tried to sneak back into his room and some black dude on a wheelchair kept came flying out the bus stop. He flew on that, down that hall. He said, <laughs> before that door closed, he caught the door. He said, hey, hey, Spadero, what you do that for, man? He said, do what? He tried to act innocent. He said, you know what you did, man? You went in the bus stop, you shit on the floor. Why you do that shit for, man? You got a toilet in your room? He said, I, I didn't do anything. And he was, it was probably Merlino, the gangster, you know. He right. blamed the gangster with that? Yeah, yeah, he said. It, it wasn't me. It was probably Mr. Molino. said, man, I saw your ass, man. And then, and then Mr. Molino came out and said, hey, who the fuck's in my name? Old man, he came out with his cane. And he said, he said, oh, he said, oh, fuck you, Sal. Go back to the, go back to your mafia. Mr. Molino said, fuck you, punk. Go back to your mother's cunt. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, he got him. <laughs> it's just humor, man. It's just humor, man. <laughs> I was just sitting there gassing like a motherfucker. What what happened to that dude? He passed away, rest in peace. Uh-huh. Mr. Molino? No, away. the guy who told him to go. That's a wild yeah, story. Yeah, because he told him, he said, go, go back go back to your fucking, go back to the fucking mafia. He told him, go back to your mother's cunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, we're going to wrap up this show today, guys. That was great, man. Listen, Lowe's, thank you for coming down, doggy. Yeah. Sharing yeah, some good readings, some good yeah. stories. I'm talking shit. Yeah. I'm talking shit. L- Lowe's. Literally. The kids love it. Listen to the kids. Yeah. Oh, kids yeah. love Diablo. Diablo's got a big children's fan base. He does. This yeah. is like uh, Nickelodeon's going to option the show later. Absolutely. <laughs> come and play with Diablo. Yeah, come and play with Diablo. And hey. hear, about, Santa Monica. hear about the dirty picture Diablo's story Playhouse. and uh, <laughs> taking a dump on the floor. Yeah. It's a cold reality. Well, we are out from the city of Santa Monica this afternoon. We're out of here until next time. Adios. 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 Adios.